We're celebrating Marketplace's 35th anniversary with some throwback thank you gifts available during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how much you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash donate. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash donate. We're celebrating Marketplace's 35th anniversary with some throwback thank you gifts available during this March fundraiser. We took our old dot-com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how much you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash donate. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash donate. A merger in your wallet as Discover Cards and Capital One Cards seek to become one. I'm David Brancaccio in New York. Good morning to you. One of the country's biggest credit card firms wants to buy another. Capital One says it's reached an all-stock deal to take over Discover Financial Services. The deal would create a stronger rival to Visa and MasterCard. It would also mean one less credit card company competing for consumers and a big bank getting bigger. Marketplace's Nova Safo has more. Capital One is highlighting the merger's potential to create more competition among payment networks where there are few players. There's Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover, a distant fourth. Capital One says a combined company could better compete with the dominant networks, which theoretically could mean lower fees and maybe lower costs for consumers. Both companies are also giant financial institutions. Capital One with $470 billion in assets, Discover with $150 billion. Regulators in Washington have shown little appetite for approving big mergers in the financial sector, especially following the regional bank failures last year, which showed that even mid-sized institutions could pose systemic risks. Meanwhile, Capital One and Discover are both preparing for an increase in defaults as pandemic savings run out and consumers amass more debt. Capital One said the deal would help it become a bigger bank in general, while also reducing expenses. I'm Novasafo for Marketplace. America's farmers are getting older. That is one finding of the government's Census of Agriculture report. In 2022, farmers were just over 58 years old on average. That's a half-year increase in the average since the last census was taken back in 2017. Marketplace's Savannah Marr has more now on what is keeping young people out. For one, American farms are getting bigger and harder to buy, says Sarah Lowe at the University of Illinois. There's definitely a connection between commodity agriculture and barriers to entry. Agricultural markets and U.S. farm policy reward producers that grow lots of one or two commodity crops. Lowe says that's hard to pull off if you're starting from scratch. You need to convince people to lease you land. You need to acquire very expensive capital machinery. And even for young people set to inherit large farms, there's the burden of student loans, a shortage of rural housing and childcare. Erin Foster-West is with the National Young Farmers Coalition. If we don't have people to come in and steward those farms, that really makes it hard for rural communities to have thriving economies. And our food systems are in trouble. Foster West says all this should be on lawmakers' minds as they negotiate the next farm bill which could include new supports for young farmers. I'm Savannah Marr for Marketplace. 
A published report says Apple is going to be hit with a fine in Europe for giving unfair advantage to its Apple Music service over, say, Spotify. Apple's not commenting. The EU is not confirming, but the Financial Times puts the fine at $529 million. Under EU law, the fine could have been nearly 75 times higher, as much as $40 billion. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I was spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to your backseat babies about money can be so hard. In fact, you probably don't even know where to start. So that's where the newest version of the Million Bazillion Academy steps in, our email newsletter course. You can start whenever, and you'll get a new lesson each week that you and your kids can complete at your own pace. They'll learn about crypto, the stock market, and so much more. And best of all, it's free. Million Bazillion Academy, making kids smarter about money. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash academy. Some recent inflation indicators have been pointing in the wrong direction. The most recent one, the Producer Price Index, PPI. In January, it was up three-tenths of a percent, much higher than economists predicted or wanted. We get distracted by consumer price readings, but PPI needs more attention. Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Genzer report. Traditionally, you hear the PPI described as a measure of wholesale prices, say raw materials such as chemicals, scrap iron, sand, and gravel. It does measure those things, but over the years it's been expanded to include some unexpected services, says Chris Rupke, chief economist at Forward Bonds. And that's portfolio management, investment advice, uh, home insurance, airfare, car insurance, which has taken off recently, of course. Now, PPI data isn't flashy. It's not a direct reflection of what we spend, say, at the grocery store. So Manhattan Institute economist Allison Schrager says for many years it didn't get a lot of love. It's like that person in your office who isn't as flashy but is wise and people only turn to when the world goes crazy. That's PPI. And the world is a little crazy right now, so economists are looking to the PPI as a kind of leading indicator of higher prices upstream that will most likely make their way downstream to us consumers. And Schrager says the PPI is flashing some warning signs. For example, the cost of hospital outpatient care, yep, that's also in the PPI, was up more than 2% last month because hospitals agreed to pay higher wages at the beginning of the year. I think it tells us that this last bit of inflation might be harder than we thought to get rid of. One other reason to love the PPI, the parts of it we've been talking about, raw materials, healthcare, 
They're all components of the Fed's favorite measure of consumer inflation, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index, or PCE. That's the number the Fed tracks for its 2% inflation target. And economist Chris Rupke says if the PCE goes up because of the hotter-than-expected PPI... Maybe the economy isn't rebalancing as much as Fed officials thought. Maybe they can't lower interest rates as quickly because the inflation fire is not completely under control. In that case, the Fed would have to keep interest rates higher for longer to cool the economy and douse those last flames of inflation. I'm Nancy Marshall-Genser for Marketplace. And in New York, I'm David Brancaccio. You're listening to the Marketplace Morning Report. From APM, American Public Media.